welcome to a new episode of Field Days, a podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Field Days. I'm joined, as always, by the department spokesperson, Chris Gouts. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing great, as always. So what's new? Well, we... we uh, for those who listen to the podcast, we recently had our legislative liaison Kyle Kaminsky on to talk about lame duck, but there was some other election-related news that we'd be remiss you know, not to share. We had, out of the 14,000 or so employees that we have uh, at the MDOC, we had at least two employees that we know of that won elective office on Election Day. Two employees are, are elected officials in the state of Michigan? <laughs> That's a little scary, and one of them uh, our listeners may know. Well, you know, you bring up a good point. And the, the two are Mr. Noah Nagy, the acting deputy warden at DRC, and the lieutenant of ARU, Charles Levins. And speaking of Lieutenant Levins, it's a good segue into ARU and some of the work that they're doing because, you know, since 2009, ARU has reduced the amount of active absconders by 46%, Chris. That's, that's a huge number. So just think about that. You, you want to talk about public safety? We've nearly cut in half the number of probe scanners in the community. You know, ARU is, is really doing a great job in a, in a very difficult um, environment. And, you know, periodically throughout our podcast, I think we should have, a, have some segments where, you know, we talk about ARU and kind of some of the stories so that people can understand what they really do in the community because it is dangerous and they do have a very difficult job. So, you know, talking about cutting the active scanners by almost in half, that's due, you know, Chris, in large part, because of our newly elective, elected official uh, in the Saginaw area, Mr. Lieutenant Charles Levins, and you know the team that he put together. And you know what we should do? We should put some pictures of these guys on Twitter. They're, they're, I have some pictures of them uh, in, at some trainings they were recently at, and we'll throw those up on Twitter. So if you're listening right now, go ahead and go to Twitter and uh, take a look at, at these guys. They, they're, 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 pr- they're, pretty, they're pretty cool. Yeah, I've seen some of those. They are some pretty impressive pictures, and these are guys that you definitely would not want to see kicking down your door. <laughs> that's a very true story. That, that's it's a nightmare situation. So, so you know, to, to to continue our conversation on ARU, last month was Domestic Violence Awareness Month in October, and I saw a lot of offices wearing purple. Um, I saw a lot of offices taking pictures on Twitter, um, and, and we're heavily involved in in Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and ARU was also. You know what they did? They they went out with local law enforcement and, other, and, and the task force, and they did a thing that was spearheaded by the Silent, Silent Observer. It was in connection with uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. 24 subjects with domestic violence warrants were targeted by local law enforcement and ARU and the task force. As of this podcast, 14 of the 24 subjects have been arrested or turned themselves in, and the task force is continuing to target um, the remaining subjects. So, you know, kudos to ARU who stepped up during the month of um, October and Domestic Violence Awareness Month and actively participated in, in getting, you know, some, some dangerous people off the streets. And also, it, it, for those of you who are wondering about um, ARU investigator Doug Best, who, for those of you who don't know, um, was diagnosed with leukemia. And he's had quite the struggle over uh, almost the past year. So an update from Lieutenant Levins on investigator Doug Best. Um, you know, he's had quite a few treatments over the past year, 
and you know that he underwent extensive chemo and radiation therapy and he recently in, in September underwent a bone marrow transplant so Lieutenant Levins wants everybody to know that he's, he's doing well I just texted with him and he said he's feeling better and uh, he's on light duty right now but he's looking forward to getting back to active full-time duty um, hopefully in the new year so you know congratulations Doug Best for you know going through all that and, and, and staying positive and uh, we wish him nothing but the best Absolutely. It's uh, it's great to hear that he's doing well, and it's been a real pleasure to see not just FOA, but the entire department really rally around him and support him uh, during uh, this uh, during this time for him and his family. Well, to, to change gears just slightly, we want to touch on some other things that are going on. You know, firearm deer season uh, started back on November 15th, and it wraps up tomorrow, the 30th. So you've got one more day if you've uh, not uh, captured that uh, that elusive deer. Uh, and in Michigan, this is actually, this is a, it's a really big deal. I mean, more than 500,000 hunters uh, were out there this year. And as I walked around our office a few weeks ago, I saw more than a few uh, offices that, that were uh, that were closed up and the, and the lights were off. So I don't know. I'm sure you saw a couple of those offices yourself, uh, Greg. Yeah, there, on the third floor of uh, Central Office, there were quite a few empty offices. So uh, I actually think the deputy director took some time off to take a sun hunting. So yeah, it's a big deal around here. Yeah, and it's also part of the reason why the state legislature uh, takes uh, another two weeks off after the election. And now the lame duck session will really kick into high gear this week, and it's going to go probably until mid-December. So if you're new to the podcast uh, or if you missed our episode with Kyle Kaminsky talking about some of the different bills uh, that could affect our department, I encourage you to uh, head over to our website and find that episode and listen, and you'll be uh, informed as we uh, get through these last a couple weeks of the legislative session. And one more thing uh, for everybody, uh, it's that time of the year again very soon, and that's the employee survey. So the planning for that has been underway, and we've got some really great employees around the state that have been meeting on that and working on and getting that uh, to put together. Uh, this year's survey is going to run from February 6th through the 28th, and while the poster contest entry period just ended, uh, but the voting for that winning poster is starting this week and that voting will run through December 5th. So last year we had several MDOC employees submit entries, and they were uh, they were really good. Um, but this year we want to win, so I hope that we had some great entries that are going to end up making the final cut. So when the voting begins this week, I hope that we'll see some MDOC employees uh, on there that we can all vote for. So I hope that uh, our 14,000 strong uh, employee base will log on and vote for their colleagues' design if we make the cut. Well, yeah, good luck to everyone who submitted a photo out there. Uh, but you know what, Chris? Thanksgiving just ended, and it's, you know, we do something every year in the Department of Corrections and statewide. It's called Harvest Gathering. And I think it's important for us to talk about, you know, kind of the what is Harvest Gathering and how much money we raise, and it really helps a lot of people. So I'm, I'm happy to have Andy Santo on today to talk about that. Yeah, and a little little trivia for, for you and for, for our listeners, Harvest Gathering is, is an excellent uh, campaign that was started back in 1991. And do you know by who, Greg? Let me guess, Chris. Is it our current Attorney General? Uh, that'd be correct. Uh, Attorney General Bill Schutte and his wife Cynthia started this back in 1991. So kudos to them for starting this and for how much it's been embraced in the years since, especially by uh, the MDOC employees. Well, we're happy to have on Andy Santo today. Andy's been a MDOC employee for the past 10 years where she started as a GOA, and she's now an executive secretary in the training division. You know, Chris, we just Veterans Day just passed, and Andy was in the Armed Forces for four years where she was an Army medic, and she also met her husband in the Army where he was also an Army medic, 
and now their children are active members of the armed, armed forces. So thank you, Andy, for your service, and thank you to your family for, the, for their service. Welcome to Field Days. Well, Andy, let's talk about Harvest Gathering. You know, you've been doing this for the last four years. So for people listening, can you explain what Harvest Gathering is? Harvest Gathering is the annual campaign run by the Michigan Food Banks. Um, the state employee portion of it is the last two weeks of their campaign. And we raise money and uh, donate food to the food bank to provide meals for those who don't have them. Well, you talk about raising money and donating food. How do we raise money? Do we do fundraisers? How do, how do we get that money raised? To raise the money here in Central Office, we do fundraisers. The, the ones that we chose for this year were the logo merchandise sale, the craft table, a book sale, and a silent auction. Well, that, that's great. So, so how much was donated in terms of, of dollars uh, to Harvest Gathering this year? This year we donated a total of 1799 okay, And that's just from Central Office, right? Just Central Office, okay. yes. The, the facilities and FOA offices have also donated. Okay. And so how much last year did we, we donate from Central Office? Uh, 1432 Okay, so that's good. So we're, we're on, on the rise. That's, that's the good direction, good direction to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, how many meals uh, will that provide? Every dollar that the food bank receives, they're able to provide five meals. So that, that's quite a few meals for, for, those who, for those who don't have it. And when you add that to the fact that we have 105 field offices and 31 prisons around the state that are also doing this in some fashion, uh, that's quite a few meals. Yes, it is. All right. Well, is there anything else uh, that you'd like to add? that we should know about Harvest Gathering? I would just like to say in the last four years that I've been the lead coordinator, Central Office has raised a total of $5,127.25. It's a lot of meals. Well, Chris, we need to thank Andy for coming on Field Days today and talking about Harvest Gathering. You know, she's she's very humble and modest about doing this past four years, but it is a lot of work and it's a lot of time on her part on top of her regular duties with the DOC. So, you know, thanks a lot to Andy for going above and beyond and taking this responsibility on and doing it very, very well. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, Chris, we, we talk about every podcast. You know, we ask people to review us and give us some feedback so we know which direction to take the podcast in. And, you know, some people have been doing that. You, you want to talk about some of the feedback we got? Yeah, it, w- it was really great. We, we got a, a review back uh, end of October uh, from an employee who is an avid podcast listener, uh, and she was involved uh, as part of an Epic team and, and first heard about the podcast there. And so not only did she subscribe, which we always uh, ask everybody to do, but then she went a step further and actually listened to every single podcast that's been done for the past year. So she caught up on all of them. And she said she loved the idea, thought it was great content. Um, and she really appreciated the director's interview. She thought it was awesome. And she said that I am thrilled because that is exactly what the department needs. Employee engagement, properly applied, can literally change the culture of our workplaces. And that is our focus during our epic team meetings we are not just talking about it we are coming up with tangible ideas that that will be implemented and will make huge impacts for cfa and foa so we really appreciate uh, comments like this Uh, we urge our other our our rest of our listeners to go out and to go on to itunes and to leave us a review and uh, give us five stars and it really helps other people find the show when you do that and it helps us like uh, greg said uh, know which direction to take and and give us uh, gives us ideas for uh, future topics to talk about all right as always thank you for listening we'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast you can do that by subscribing to the show on itunes and leave us a review you can always follow the department on facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC. 
as well as the FOA account at MDOCFOA and the CFA account at MDOCCFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.